All right, I'm good. I'm good. Let's do it. you smelly marks and welcome to another edition of the Rasslecast power hour i am the captain of this tag team handsome bane and i guess i'm the co-captain today are, are we starting this already yeah man welcome back uh, Shit. Well, well welcome back to me you know? no yeah yeah no, welcome he, back to you uh, yeah yeah yay yeah, how how are you, handsome Bane? By the I'm, way, I'm good. You look great. I I know. Thanks. <laughs> you? Um, I am I'm stupendous because uh, faces like me are always on up and up, uh, sir. White meat baby face. Well, we'd like to welcome a uh, guy we listen to all the time. Somebody I go way back with. Uh, in the city of Detroit, when we was just oh little, yeah, oh yeah, when we was just little hood niggas, narrowly <laughs> avoiding death. Uh, <laughs> and his intro is a wrestling promo all its own, so he can completely cut. He's he's graduated. He's tested out of promo class today. Uh, Mister Dame gone wild. Hey yo, hey yo! Do I, I get to do the whole intro? Absolutely. Oh man, I appreciate it. Well, Please first do. of all, before I jump before I jump into it, man, it's a pleasure to have to be a part of your podcast, man. Like you said, me and you go back. You were the first person to introduce me to ECW wrestling we'll in your you. mom's basement. We'll yeah, in your mom's basement. But yo, it's your oh, man, Dame going wild. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Shout out there you to, go, stepping uh, on people. I know, I know. I'm getting better about that. Marks keep up. Uh, VLNS, the man who remixed our song. Uh, that's right. It is now called Rude AF. Thank you to at VLNAS at. It's uh, on on the gram. So go buy a beat from my man. Uh, and without any further ado, Mr. Dame Gone Wild. Hey, yo, it's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Hey. Let's go. I was mouthing Let's the words go. like fucking Will Smith. On the <laughs> you, you mean the, the heel turned into a mark for a minute? I saw it. It's no, okay. That's my man. So I, you it's gotta, okay. That's you your man's mark out for oh, your man. for your guys. Then what the fuck? Hey, man, this, are you being able to mark out for? Exactly. This is love right here, man. The, 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 all the way from Bean Town and brought it back to the city. Absolutely, oh, yeah, man. So, Dame, uh, you got 
Well, you do on the thing on uh, a thing on the Shop Talk podcast where you say is uh, story time with Dame. We're going to get to that. Okay, <laughs> it's one of my oh, favorite yes. things ever. Um, but uh, just right now, if you could just take these smelly marks through your journey as a young professional wrestling fan till now, like what you know, got what, you, man? what was the first thing that just stuck out? Like, yo, this shit's wild. You know, my my first my first memories of life are like watching wrestling on my dad's back. Like we would just sit sit down like on Saturday afternoon and just watching wrestling and just seeing like the the larger than life characters, you know, like Junkyard Dog, Andre the Giant, uh man, Macho Man. Macho. And then like as I got older, like uh my mother from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So like we would spend our summers like out in Jersey. And when I would go out there, I would see wrestling that I didn't see at home, like Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, old NWA, WCW. And I remember like the first, you know, we all grew up watching watching the one that we shall not mention. Mm -hmm. But like the first wrestler that I saw that had like a larger than life personality, my boy Flair. Like I I hadn't seen like he. He talked like money. He talked like he was. Yeah. And I understand so now, much. like, about character development and all that. But Flair talked like he was rich. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was rich. He, like, I didn't understand the the difference between wrestling and reality. But for me, he was jet flying. He wore Rolex, custom-made suits, Space Mountain. Like, come on, was, it didn't get no better than that. He was asking niggas what was the difference between a 4.0. You know, he's telling niggas what the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6 was. Yes, <laughs> and I mean, and, and honestly, and honestly, that's where the intros for Shop Talk kind of came from was mm-hmm. like old Ric Flair promos. Because, like, yeah. you know, growing up as a fat, chubby, you know, kid from Detroit before puberty hit me, you know, like I just didn't have the confidence. Yeah, and like li- literally, I would look myself in the mirror and try and talk like Ric Flair, and it gave me something that I didn't have at that point in my same, life. Same, nigga, same for real. <laughs> like it, it lit a fire up under me and I, I fell in love with it. I remember my old man, you know, we didn't, we were middle class. I mean, we weren't necessarily poor, but we didn't have like a lot of frill shit going on. Mm-hmm. But like, I re- I do remember like my old man, like once a year we hit like a WWE, WWF back then house show. You right. know, we, we go, we go down to Joe Lewis, you know, and, and watch, you know, we get some good matches down there, man. We For get real. some good matches at the Joe. And then when I got older and started making a little bit of paper, I remember I took my pops to Survivor Series '99 yeah. uh, at Sounds the Palace. Weird. I think oh, that was nice. I think that was Kurt Angle's debut. And then even like with my sons, man, when they started getting older, like I just felt like that's the best place for a young man to be. Like mm-hmm. it's uh, fireworks, scantily clad women, body slamming. You know, <laughs> shit being thrown around in the crowd, like, and and they loved it, and it was something that I could like share with them. Now they've kind of grown out of wrestling, and this, you know, they teenagers, so they too cool to kick it with dad. Mm-hmm. But I got a I got a three year old, so I got one more one more good round left in me before yeah, they'll be back. You though. know, yeah, they'll be back. They all come back. They always do. Um, yeah, man, but was... I love it, man. I I still watch wrestling like four days a week. You know, yeah, Raw okay, so- and SmackDown are ass, but I still watch them. Uh, I love <laughs> NXT. I love NXT. I love AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, 
fuck, I feel like I'm missing some Ring of Honor. I watch it all. Yeah. And I was, I, uh, I'll probably throw, I'll probably take Impact out. Mm, I don't want, I'm, I'm catching up on my AEW, but um, one that I just never stopped fucking with, honestly, was NWA. Like when they were doing okay. power, when they had the with power with the three R's, that shit was dope. Yeah, like yeah, you were watching that on YouTube. Yeah, Happy, yeah, you? they, were, they 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 um came back yeah. with thunder. They came back and with thunder. thunder I like there. I like how NWA is tape has got like that old school feel to mm-hmm. it. That studio, yeah, and I, yes. And I think cool. Nick Aldis is a is an underrated champion. That's my I was gonna say Nick Aldis is my favorite champion right now because he does what I love. When when the champion puts over the locker room and then still cuts them down, like, yeah, but I'm like, those are the best in the business, but I'm better than all of them. You know, that kind of shit, like when you're that like that, that still bravado, like he looks super believable. Like he walks into a place and it's like, you know, I'm not like, you know, you got to be a mountain of muscle. But like he looks like oh no that, that's their champion oh he okay, looks like obviously. somebody yeah he looks like a somebody he looks like the last boss like when he comes yeah. out there and he's got his you know, yeah he looks like a final boss one hundred percent so yeah no I was gonna say Nick Aldis is my favorite champion going today and and I and I like what you mentioned man it's it's more than just being a mound of you know it's it's he's not like a a six ten giant now he mm-hmm. he looks to be a larger man but it's the it's the hair. It's the suit. Right. It's how he how he holds how he holds how the he belt holds like the belt. A, like sweet a newborn Charlotte. baby. Yeah, yeah. How he holds sweet Charlotte. Yeah, definitely. The, yeah, the whole package. The the female muscle. Like you know, what I'm saying like that's that's badass. Like you said, that's your favorite champ right now. Favorite champion. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I would I would argue my favorite champion right now is the head of the table. Roman I, Reigns. I, I love Roman. Ooh, um, and I love what he's doing. It's just that for me, well, Nick Aldis has been doing this, you know, National Treasure for how long now? So just the, that he's been keeping that going. So now if they keep it up, hopefully, dear God, keep it up with the with the Roman shit because this is all we were wanting. This is all we wanted anyway. Like, it fits him perfectly. Man, I'm and I afraid you're gonna have Edge beat him, man. <laughs> I'm afraid that Brock is going to come back and they're going to take Heyman from Roman. I think that that combination of the two works so well. They need each, like Roman needs him. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're great. Like, because we don't want a lot from Roman. We certainly don't want suffering succotash from Roman. (laughs) Anything is better. He deserves succotash, bro. He deserves better than that. And, and when and he feel, speaks, it matters. You know what I mean? Like that that whole shit they got him. Somebody yeah. doesn't appreciate me. Find out who doesn't appreciate me. So, I was like, this nigga's fucking scary, dog. Like, again, final yeah. boss. Like, yeah. that's final boss 100%. shit. Like, when a nigga was wearing a suit and they wanted to cut that stupid-ass commercial, and he's like, no, we're not doing that. This is just like, oh. Oh, I love the direct. I love the direction that they're going with him. I hope that Edge does not take the title off of him. I would much rather see Edge and Finn Balor go for the title. That would be dope. Hyphen, please don't that put that evil be. on us, bro. I, I'm <laughs> not trying to, but you you know, Mister Good shit, it's the running thing. So 
So it, it could go either way, man. But um, he needs to stay away from Roman because Roman is. But I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> that would be awful. Oh man, it's and such I, good and shit, and it's coming out of my my hole. You know what I'm my hole. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Fucking things. Shout out to dear and baby I, and Naya. I, and, I, and I feel like <laughs> that was that was great. And I feel like. They're setting Wade Barrett up to come out of the booth and fight Eli Drake next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, yeah. by the way, I keep saying this shit ever since, ever since I first saw Eli Drake, I'm like, damn, that's Jason Sudeikis. And like, <laughs> now, <laughs> now this thing into an LA. My, so my fear. But I'm afraid I've got some bad news. My fear is at some point, this nigga Vince is going to see Coach Lasso and nah. he's going to put the, the football coach gimmick <laughs> on Eli, well, L.A. Knight. Oh, coach Knight? Oh, God. British Knights. Oh, that's just going <laughs> to happen, bro. Oh, my God. I hope. So you talk about not wishing things in existence, and you talk about that. <sighs> God, no. Um, anyway, uh, shall we break for story time with Dame? Yes. Let's for please. Somewhere in Jersey? Cool, cool. Well, you know, I'm, I've been a huge wrestling fan all my life. As I mentioned, my mother's from Jersey. She's from a small town in New Jersey called Neptune. And if you, uh, well, really Asbury Park, New Jersey. And if you know anything about Jersey or Asbury Park, it's known for two things. The home of Bruce Springsteen and the home of Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm one of the biggest so, legends of stars ever in this. God! <laughs> so I got a cousin. I got a cousin of mine, man. She went to high school with Bam Bam Bigelow. And now, you know, I'm from Detroit. I, we go down there every summer. And I'm telling her, you know, we'll be down there, like, let's say around mid-July. She's like, you know what? When you come down, I know him. I'll introduce you to him. So I'm geeked all summer long. You know, I'm telling my friends I'm going to meet Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm -hmm. You know, like, when you you want a story when you come back, mm -hmm. or, you know, going into school. That, what did this you do nigga this summer? was doing you moves <laughs> I met fucking Bam Bam Bigelow. So Can't one day I get that story either. Nobody. So one day I get dropped off at my aunt's house because today is the day. I walk in and there's a large white man sitting in a <laughs> Nike tracksuit. <laughs> and yes. he has a hat on and some shades. And like 10-year-old me is expecting to wrestle. Like I'm I'm looking for the flames. <laughs> we gonna go outside and do drop kicks, right? <laughs> this large this large man stands up from, from my aunt's dinner table and is like, hey young man, my name is Scott Big. I'm like Scott. Yes. Scott. He hit you with the manners. <laughs> yeah, young man. And he probably did that shit to 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 fuck with the marks anyway, you know, like yep. She, he know what you was expecting. The ten year old me just died. Like, where, where the fuck is the turnbuckle? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get up on the roof and start doing some fucking headbutts from the top, like we, I, I don't have these pictures. Like we, we took a couple pictures. He shot the shit with me. Left me with like some some WWF promo pictures or something. Okay. Spent about a good half hour with me at my aunt's house. Like Amazing. we ate. We ate like spaghetti, and then he he dipped, and I just <laughs> and then my cousin comes then my cousin comes downstairs and he's like, so so are you happy? I'm like in my mind like fuck no, I'm not happy. Like 
<laughs> You're not the real Bam Bam Bigelow. Like, yeah, I got a story to go back to, but like, it's no like when he's when he was dressed, even though he's like was a mountain of a man to yeah. a ten year old boy, like he's literally in a Nike tracksuit and a hat, and he was walking the dog. <laughs> like, there's there's no. He, he was dressed like a mob enforcer, dog. Like, which you would kind of expect a Jersey mob enforcer. Like, he was dressed like he was. He was dressed like he was making his Saturday afternoon runs, and he just stopped by to do a solid for my cousin. Yeah. I will always love and appreciate her for introducing me to Bam Bam Bigelow. But like, it was so uneventful. Like, I I, I don't know. I don't know a good way to put it. It was. It was just lackluster. Yeah. Now, as I've gotten older, I have had interact. Oh, I got another lackluster one Ooh. with George the Animal Steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> same same area in Jersey. Because uh, my grandfather, yeah, man, my grandfather worked at the community college down there, and you know, I was going through uh, like a directory, and it had pictures mm-hmm. of the professors. And I stopped and I was like, granddad, this is George the Animal Steel. He was like, and you know, how grandparents they want to get ex- they want to get excited for you. Oh, oh, oh that's nice, baby. That's nice. Oh I'm like, really? you, I'm like, you know him? He was like, Yeah, he teaches at the college. I said, There's no way he's a professional wrestler. <laughs> he doesn't teach at the college. And he, you know, just kind of gives me a kid answer and blows me off. Right. We go out gross. We go out grocery shopping, and you know it's it's probably not safe to do now. But you know I was trolling off on my own, right? And yeah. I rolled down one of the aisles, and I see him, and then like my grandfather comes around the aisle like two or three two or three minutes later, and he's like, "Hey, you know this is my grandson. He said to do some wrestling thing, <laughs> and like." <laughs> And he sort of chuckles it off like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but like, yeah. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. I know you're George Animal Steel. And I know you've like been I, lusting after Elizabeth. Like I say, he was, he was, he was in like a sweater tucked into some corduroy. Oh, yeah. And like, and like picking out pickles. Did he have a pipe? No. <laughs> No, no pipe, no oh, green tongue. You're like a champion here. <laughs> Picking out pickles. Just, <laughs> just really toned down. And like, after those two disappointments, like I was, like my my love, not my love, but my understanding that like wrestlers were real people yeah. started to kick in. Like, they I'm thinking they, they live in some wrestling compound together. <laughs> and like, They go home on fucking performance they, center. Yeah, they go home on a weekend and do real shit and raise families and have grandkids. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, wow. So, so we want to do this gauntlet first, or let's do the gauntlet. The gauntlet. Hey man, I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. So, all right, Dane. So we asked forty questions. You have to answer right. all of them. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You ain't gonna spook Dame with none of this shit. Probably not. Um, so I'm from Detroit. I'm right. from Detroit. Don't shit scare me. <laughs> so no, we do we have a list of 40 some odd questions. We're at 41. Um, but we only ask a few. And then we all okay. give our answers on most. Yeah. 
So this is um, when I get to talk on the show because he's always stepping on me and man, attacking me. In. Fuck I off, mean, bro. Hey, 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 we're never going to win the championships with that kind of attitude, buddy. Language. Sorry, man. I, Language. I, I lost my head. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But yeah, we we'll just all take turns, Dane. So Okay, uh, let's go. Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Bane go first though. Oh I'm gonna be gracious one. I'll be the bigger man. Because mm-hmm. obviously I am in this tag team. You'll be the go face. Ahead. Um oh oh never mind. I, I got you. Uh let's go favorite belt design. Who goes for, who answers first? You answer. You're the guest, sir. Hey man, the big gold WCW championship belt, man. The one that the, the the one that Flair wore. Like that's a championship fucking belt. Close second for me, and I know it's an unpopular one, but I like oh, the AEW cool. championship belt oh, also. Okay, I think the AEW belt is in in the same vein. Was like definitely took some inspiration from Big Gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love the Big Gold. No, okay. I get it. Hyphen. Well, m- my favorite belt of all time is also the is also the World Heavyweight Championship, the Big Gold. Um, ever since I saw it in WCW, love that thing. Um, when they brought it back into WWE, WWF, um, that was my favorite championship, even though most of the time it was, it was like the B championship. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just love, even with the little red crystals and the stuff, when they put, added those in, it's just an iconic look, man. Um, close runner up from all of the, um, divisions though, or like all the wrestling promotions. Mm -hmm. I actually like the, um, the TNA design uh, that they were running, mm. probably, probably not the current incarnation, but it was like when James Storm and Bobby Roode were yeah. uh, trading the belt a little bit. I really like that design too, of that of okay. the TNA World Championship belt. So shout out yeah. to that belt. I'm not oh, mad at that. Fire. I'm not mad at that. Fire. Um, to me, man, I can't. I'm gonna sound like such a fucking mark, but um, and I am so fuck it. Okay. Uh, number one, um. Winged Eagle for me. Um, Brett's belt. Brett's belt. Um, okay. Yeah. Nice. An Iron Man match. Yeah. We want to talk about it? No. No, because then we'd have to talk about niggas losing their smile and getting jumped and whatever else. So I know. I know. He's a shit champion. Yo, I'll say this and... right now. 90 Sean is trash, and that's not the Garbage. Sean I fell in love with. Garbage. That's not the Sean I fell in love. With, I didn't. So. I did not get. I did not get you, Shawn Michaels, niggas. I was like, dog. I mean, he was talented, I, no. but he's a short champion. I didn't get with Sean until I came back to wrestling, like in after two thousand seven. Mm. I didn't fuck with ninety Sean. So yeah, I'll what put that out fucking, there right now. What a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Anybody? Uh, we'll we'll get. I'm su- I'm sure someday we'll talk about Sonny's uh, stories about the lipstick and whatever else. Um, it was very serial killerish. She was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll go uh, Winged Eagle. Um, but for what in the '90s, at least the for what the IC belt meant, it's very simple design, but just like boxy almost. But like because it just meant so much. Like it was the workers' title. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> I, I I know uh your part your, your tag partner Jay Johnson just uh copped one of them bad boys. Shout out to Jay. And, uh, yeah, man. And, 
And I feel that like the IC title is always special to me because like WWF late 80s, early 90s, like the title really about the heavyweight title really bounced around the three mm-hmm. or four people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The it's real wrestlers predominantly. Yeah. And like the IC title was prestigious. Like now yeah. it's a joke. Yeah. But like like real wrestlers wore that title. Ultimate Warrior, fucking fucking uh ravishing Rick Rude, Bret Hart, Mr. Yeah. Perfect. Like they made that title. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did Even like I don't know, like like having honky wear it. I don't know, like over time, just like <laughs> diminished. You know, I mean, honky. that's what they call him. Oh, I know. Uh, but you know, like him, that whole year he was holding it hostage, kind of like me as a kid. I still wanted to see somebody beat him for it. So all the times he would like fuck off and get DQ'd or counted out or whatever, it was like, come on, dog, somebody beat this nigga. And then for him to lose in such fantastic fashion as the uh, few seconds where Ultimate Warrior was like, okay, yeah, that, all right, but then. I, I can never away. remember Honky Tonk Man wrestling the full match. <laughs> exactly. Never. Like, I never remember a full so, Honky Tonk Man match. Man, all them old. He had that belt forever. Yeah, and all them old hustlers, dog. Like all of them, the 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 eighties, I'll say seventies, eighties generation. Man, them niggas were some hustlers, dog. Like they was just like truckers who just figured out that they could get more money for being on TV. And like, them niggas was always trying to find the the cheapest way out of everything. Like, man, I I don't want to go in here. I'm going here and do five minutes, man, and hit them with the goddamn guitar. And it's like, for real, man? Like, come on, man. (laughs) Damn. Oh, shit. Uh, I think it's your turn to uh, ask a question. Well, well, thank you for that that nice tag team gesture. Speaking of which, I'm going to go with Favorite tag team of all time. All time. Dane, you're on. That's a tough one. I was not expecting that to, to come up so early. Yeah. Can I can can I give two? Can I give two? Sure. Okay. I'm a huge fan of the Dudley Boys. Bubba Ray and Devon. I feel like tag teams are supposed they shouldn't be just like two guys thrown together they should be like a team a they unit. should be if fucking work something that's the same that i'm gonna be upset like <laughs> that shit irks me yes yes i hate to, i hate to see just two singles wrestlers because they don't have shit else to do right just get thrown together and just you know now we're a tag team uh but i love the deadly boys i love how they work together bubble ray without devon just it, it does not work I, I like his run as Bully Ray, but like he needs he Devon. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And then my second, or like who's probably like my dark horse number one team, it's the Hart Foundation, man. Yep. Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, um, even some of the the later incarnations of the Hart Foundation, like work for me. But like when I when I think about tag team wrestling, like mm-hmm. they were tech they were technicians. Yeah. And when Brett left Jim, like he it's like he 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 died off or something. <laughs> but yeah. but the Heart Foundation, like that's like you said, they they dressed alike. They they were yeah. in unison. They were a fucking team. I I hate niggas that wear two different fits, dog. Like uh, I, I hate that shit, bro. Like like 
You find this nigga at the bus stop, dog? Like, come on, man. Like, y'all go get get your gear made together. They should look like a cohesive unit. Yeah, and, they should look like they, they know and, each other. And they look like a team. Like, I felt like, you know, beyond them being brother-in-law, like, I felt like they really hung out together. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, were, they were cohesive. And that's what a tag team is. And you don't see a lot of that anymore. You know, the last really good tag team I can think of was like, you know, for me, like somebody like Beer Money. It just it just worked. Beer, like money. beer money. Yeah. I'm a I'm a James Storm mark, so so I yeah. I love James Storm. Yeah, I like Beer I, I liked his little run in NWA too. I, I like yeah. this just yeah. yeah. It was again like that whole like outlaw cowboy kind of feel like it's like I don't want to come up against it because I don't want to get, you know, I don't, I don't want somebody running up on you know, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to feel like that anyway. Like, does that count as a mention? That's like that's like two, I God think. Damn it. Yeah. Um, but watch uh, it with your buttons, buddy. Sorry. Um, with yeah, just that run of um that 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 for me, I feel like I'm Black Arn Anderson, or I try to be. Like when I'm talking shit, like I loved Arn. To me, he was the most integral part of the Four Horsemen in that regard to where, um, and I guess Four Horsemen will be one of my answers, uh, but um, just Arn Arn tagging with anybody was like, oh, I'm just about to win the chip because it's like, but when Arn made his promos, yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, this is supposed to be a show where violence solves the the main problem. Like, we're going to fight about it after we get through talking all this shit. Like, so for Rick being, you know, my shoes, nigga, you broke, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, that's great. But then when it got back around to Arn and it was like, nigga, we put one of ours in the morgue, uh, we put one of ours in the hospital, we put two of yours in the morgue. morgue. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh shit, this nigga just made it real. We was just roasting each other a minute ago. Right. <laughs> this nigga right. talking about the fucking apocalypse and uh, putting one of us in the morgue. Like, this nigga, wow. Hello, this is former President Barack Obama, the greatest president of your lifetime. I want to take some time out of my busy schedule of doing nothing to tell you about Hyphen Podcast. Now, Kellen, while he hasn't always agreed with my policies, I still like the son of a And while I can't make you vote or listen to every podcast, please listen to Hyphen Nation, the world's greatest podcast. Take it from me, I killed Bin Laden's Trust my taste in podcasts. Hyphenation, featuring Kellen Conley and semi-regular co-hosts Marcus, Sean, Mallet, Robinson. You know, Kellen Pods, Marcus Wright. It's a better tandem than the 96 Chicago Bulls. And I know, I killed Ben Laden. And Kanye... Kanye was so jack. But, for Michelle and the girls, all love to Hyphenation and the Hyphen Podcast group. And keep bringing your daughter on. She's beautiful. And I know... Well, you know, and I feel you. I, I feel like anybody on team with it, it bought automatic authenticity, whether it was mm-hmm. Tully or Oli. Like if you saw them in the ring with Arn when they came out. And that's another thing about that continuity. When they came out in a matching satin jacket. Yeah. You knew what time it was. <laughs> it was about Hell to yeah, beat you your did. ass. It looked great. That was the other thing. It was because like the like, and I guess we're talking about the horseman, but. Um, because I was going to ask uh, favorite stable, but we're here now. We're um, here. 
I, I still don't say horseman on the absolute table, stable. But as far as like that whole nigga, we rich. Like niggas will beat your ass in some thousand dollar shoes, easy. Like they caught my nigga Dusty Rhodes on his way to work. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, they did. They they slammed that nigga arm in that heavy ass Cadillac door, and like put the boots to him. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like man, that threat of violence just like making this like, oh, these these niggas aren't fucking around. Okay, this nigga got a suit on, but he got some brass knuckles too. Like, this is always dope to me. Now you said favorite stable. Yeah, let's go favorite stable. I think I'm, you know, I'm on. I'm probably gonna have some Mark ass answer. Uh, New Day tag team. Yeah, love the niggas. So. Oh. Okay, you, you gotta respect yeah. it. I love the longevity, yeah. Yeah. the championship. And the fact these niggas are stacking bread. I love that shit. I love to see young black men make legal-ass money. I really thought the New Day was going to go in a completely different direction than they went in. I thought at one point they were going to be like a serious type of gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, the New Nation and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I was thinking of. You know, I got a couple. I, I, I do like New Day. Uh, I, love what they, I love what they've been able to do. Uh, another Damn, stable. Damn, they count as a stable? Yeah, I guess they do count as a stable. I mean, it's three yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, uh, Horseman is another one that's that's up there near and dear to my heart. But I think an, an underrated stable that doesn't get, like, they were terrorizing the late 90s was the Heart Foundation. Oh, okay. And I'm talking about the incarnation where yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, Brad, was <laughs> niggas oh, <laughs> Anvil, <laughs> Brian Pillman, and fucking uh british bulldog yeah like i re- i remember i forget which it was, it was in your Friday. house stampede yeah it was yeah. in your house stampede when they all came out together like everybody got introduced first and then brett came out and then they marched down to the ring yeah. come on man yeah. that's classic canada, shit. canada lost its mind man. i think like, they were weren't they in uh it, it Cal- weren't they in, uh, in Toronto? yeah they were in calgary were they because it was a stampede yeah. show yeah yeah, that's it was true. no better way to set that shit up. Uh, no better way. It was like, and what was crazy was like they had all the cohesion. Again, we keep talking about all these teams and cohesion. They had like it was like nigga, we family. We're literally family. Just like the way that whole thing started with Brett breaking up the fight between Davy and Owen. We talked about that before. Yeah, um, that's who I was missing, Owen. Yeah, it is just the shit where he's like, you know, when that teacher was giving you a problem, who went down there and straightened them out? He's like, you know, say oh, I was like, damn, right? Like he was like, <laughs> I was only in the fifth grade, and I set that guy straight. Like I believe that shit happened. I like this yep. nigga. Yeah. Like Brett was a bigger kid probably, and like the nigga <laughs> do seem like the type to go about face a teacher. <laughs> and I and I think, and I think that's a common theme that you bring up, like the cohesiveness, the cohesiveness of these units. Like it you gotta you gotta walk alike you gotta talk alike there has to be a distinct leader for for the group and that's something that the horsemen had or something that the heart foundation had even when i think about other factions say like nation to dominate like there were clear leaders it was a clear faction yeah who you got for uh stable high school um i'm going to go with my favorite stable being um the second incarnation of degeneration x honestly Okay. Um, that uh, oh, yeah, after yeah, Sean, yeah. Sean went out with a back injury and then was uh, Triple H and Rude left, but then they brought in X Pac and Road Dog and badass Billy Gunn. Stop laughing at me. 
No, um, I'm just throwing up quotes, air, uh, air quotes for a back injury when it comes oh, to Shawn oh, Michaels. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. I'm sorry. I apologize. That, that one's on me. Okay. No, no. I'm, it, We're working it, out it, our it, issues. We are. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, again, that was when I started watching WWF again in the late 90s and Attitude Era was popping off and everything. And that was literally next to the Austins and the Rocks coming out when DX used to come out and just come out and just be stupid. Because this is when they were their faces, which some I can get behind, and they were just coming out and having good matches. And I mean, I was going to say that one of my probably my one of my favorite tag teams was the New Age Outlaws, because I really like Road Dogg and uh, Billy Gunn's chemistry. Yeah. Um, I thought that they did a really good job. And niggas never wear the same color though. True. That was the other thing. I was like, why is this thing did wear the same half damn naked, and then this other nigga come out in a full fit. Don't forget about the cornrows. The road dog like a dark skinned uh, kid from Kid and Play, man. He, he kind of did. He kind of did. Um, but I just really enjoyed their whole run. And even after uh, they turned heel and they brought in the McMahon Helmsley regime and everything oh. like that, um, they still were doing good work at, at times. I mean, obviously, they started overexposing Triple H, but. Um, McMahon starts to fuck everything up. Obviously, he always does. But uh, special shout outs to the hey. four horsemen. <laughs> to the four horsemen. And to uh, my, my beloved NWO Wolfpack. <laughs> uh, I, man, um, don't get me started on that. No, thing. go ahead. Go ahead. Did we? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure we already had this out where I was talking about the Wolfpack. Uh, yeah, when Marcus was on. It was like we ran out of things to do with the NWO. What do we do now? Let's right. make them faces. Bam, 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 bam. Let's give them this really bad West Coast rap. <laughs> Don't turn your back on back the Wolfpack. Wolf oh, some weak ass crip walk. Uh, let me get I Dangerous mean, Alliance. If we're talking about niggas who's oh. terrorizing, I'm going to say the group that literally built Stone Cold Steve Austin to me. If I had to just, I Dangerous mean, Dangerous Alliance does not get enough credit because there's no way not long enough. There's no way you could convince me that uh, the 316 promos weren't um, influenced by Arn. That um, you know a lot of the, the the tough shit he was talking didn't come from Rick Rude because he was like basically Rick Rude's young boy, like on the road, like you know, what I'm saying he was talking about stories and he talked about how <clears throat> Rick Rude used to like yell at him for saying "goddamn." <laughs> like, Don't take the Lord's name in vain, like you literally. <laughs> <laughs> was like, but yeah, like you can't tell me like there's no way you don't get in that group and you just, you know, become like everybody a mentor of pro wrestlers. Like everybody in the Dangerous Alliance was tough, cold, was nigga. fucking tough, yeah, beautiful Bobby ass. Eaton, Arvin <laughs> Medusa dog. Come on, Medusa, you got the <laughs> toughest bitch in the league. <laughs> like on also the just there, like. Like she should beat a couple people's asses now. Yes, hundred like, percent. Deuce is not a punk, dog. Nah, like, but I, I mean, I I couldn't imagine rolling into a bar, you pissy drunk off the of fucking Miller High Life, <laughs> and you bump you bump Bobby Eaton at the bar. The hey. Dangerous Alliance would beat the brakes off of you. Yeah. They would beat the brakes off of you. This nigga Rick. This is Rude. not a game. Did anybody hear about like Rick Rude like stopping uh, stopping the guy from beating this girl at uh in, at the gas station? Yeah. We like I... dropped this dude with an open hand smack. Like they said, that's all he used to do. 
was hit niggas with open hand slaps. <laughs> like, they, like mastered cuffing the ear so that niggas would pass out from the pressure. <laughs> Yeah, my very my very first house, my very first house show as a kid. I remember Rick Rude was fighting Macho Man. Oh, he he was going into a spiel about you know Detroit sweat hogs, <laughs> and some guy jumped out of the front row hey. and ran into the ring <laughs> and made the mistake of running up on Rick Rude. Oh, Rick no. Rude definitely punched him with a closed fist <laughs> and put him in a sleeper hold. Into the police game. I gotta say that fans getting the shit beat out of them by wrestlers is one of my favorite things. In pro that, dog, you what are you doing? What are you doing, dog? Like, I love it when fans are dumb athlete. enough to think they can hop it up in the ring, and it's like, oh, this is just for fun, and then it ain't fun once you land on that mat. It is one of my. It is one of the most enjoyable <laughs> things nice, about pro wrestling <laughs> because when you cross that. Like when you cross that line and think that this man is it's not a grown man, like he's right. really the character that he's playing. <laughs> like the Undertaker is a huge man, he'll beat the piss out of you. Yeah, uh, he's so fucking big, dog. Like as somebody said they seen him at a Best Buy, like uh it was like the one ago. across from us. No, no, this was a while ago. This is like when he was still like Taker. So this thing is still selling the Taker gimmick at Best Buy. Like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's like holding. I like. A, I love how committed he camera. is. Right. This nigga sitting there holding a digital camera between like his fucking like it's uh, an Oreo cookie or something. A hot dog. Like, like goddamn, this thing is like. It's like nah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like it was like he didn't do shit, but we were scared. Like fair enough. You know, as uh, as it should be. Do we have one more for the the gauntlet? Let let's do one more, and then um let's uh see who Dame wants to induct in the Hall of Fame before we uh sure. keep rolling on. Yeah. Um, okay. your pick, your pick, tag. Oh shit. Um, let me see. So I thought it was. I thought I asked the last one, but all right. Um, hey. Did you? Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Miss okay. Elizabeth or Sensational Sherry? I know who you go. Oh, that one's a good one. Uh, oh, I'm I'm going with Sherry hands down. Yeah, yeah, she elevated everybody she was with. Nobody was a loser with Sherry in their corner. Pretty she made future. everybody better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like without, she didn't sable it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it wasn't like I don't know. I mean, I I guess if you hype about skinny blonde chicks with big inflated tits, more power to you. But <laughs> sable. Come on, like there was really nothing else popping. Um, but in I feel almost almost with the utmost respect about Elizabeth. Like I I don't know, I feel like Elizabeth was like our like beautiful mom, I guess, that we were supposed to love her for. Like, but I can't think of one thing she did on the apron besides get knocked off by Hulk Hogan onto the ground. I can't really think of anything that she did other than get hurt. <laughs> Elizabeth was just a certified valet. She was yeah. just armed candy. Right. You knew this. Sherry was a down ass chick. You knew that if it went down, she was going to do whatever it took Sherry to make gonna sure you Sherry going to drive the won. car. Sherry going to get rid of the gun. All that <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, like Elizabeth. I, oh, oh yeah, that's right. She uh she showed her ass at SummerSlam. Well, you know what I mean? Like the bathing suit top bottom that was supposed to be like, oh, it's so scary. Like she took off a skirt. No, yep. like, it was like, 
And I guess and one more. Sherry was and already coming out there with the ass out. <laughs> Sherry have no draws on. Nigga. And if Sherry <laughs> was in your corner, you were a champion. Facts. She only That's fuck the with champions. That's the bottom line right there, period. She Sherry. only fuck with champions. Mm-hmm. Dude, Sherry was already coming out there with the with the cheeks out like, well, I'm just a distraction the whole time. And I'm going to swing on this nigga. This is a yep. Like, all right. Shout out to Sherry, man. Hey. All right, Dane. So what we like to do with every guest since we started this endeavor is we have something called the Rascal Cash Power Hour Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You can induct anybody you want into the Hall of Fame. So right now we have we have um Diamond Dallas Page, mm-hmm. we have The Undertaker, mm-hmm. we have Kevin Nash, Diesel, mm-hmm. we have MJF from AEW. I love MJF. I love MJF. <laughs> uh who did Cheyenne induct? Um, and Cheyenne inducted China. China. Okay, and China is also in there. So those are the only ones you cannot induct right now, sir. So the floor is yours. Okay, I wanted I wanted to go. Why. I wanted to go a popular pick, but I'm going to probably go a little left field with this and go New Japan Pro Wrestling version of Shinsuke Nakamura. Hey. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I, I hate how WWE has whitewashed him and watered him down. And what Vince does yeah. to any chi- any ethnic wrestler, any ethnic he makes group, them yeah. a comedy act. He <laughs> makes them a comedy act. He sure but the Shinsuke Nakamura that I love was whooping ass in New Japan. He had one of the best entrance songs ever yes, he did. of all time. Subconscious, all right? Time. Yeah. Yes. Should sounded now, like a Mega Man song. You, it was it was it was love an event. Shit. He was a brutal champion, and the king of strong style was a force to be reckoned with. I I would hope that at some point before his contract expires, that they take the reins off of him and let the king of strong style come back. Oh god! I like his original entrance music. It was they brought it back. Using. They did give that yeah, back. They did. They did bring it back, but he's still more or less like a comedy act. Yeah. I really thought when he won Royal Rumble that they were setting him up for success and that he was going to capture the title. I would love to see him get a respectable title ring, but I love Shinsuke Nakamura. Man. I love Shinsuke and he had that ill-ass intro, uh, well, the the ring entrance with uh, the, the what, I don't know how many it was, but it looked like it was at least 20 strippers on, well, at least 20 pole dancers, I'll say. I don't know if they were. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I forget which uh, Wrestle Kingdom entrance that was, but... Um, yeah, shout out to that. If you've never seen it, it's on YouTube. It's a site. It's on YouTube. Old. Go check you it can out. Go look, go look it up. Yeah. And the song is fire. Subconscious. Uh, it sounds like a Mega Man joint. Shinsuke, I love it, man. It, like it's it's part of the championship package. Not alone do you have to have the look, but you have to have a song that signifies, "I'm here. I yeah, he, am the cha-. like it's yes. an event." That's what, and that's what I felt about the original, like the NXT version of his song was like. It was an entire event when we came out there, started playing that violin, and it was like, oh shit! Like the whole arena going black and just the beat dropping, and then his name popped up. Like yeah. from, from the first Alchemist, match that he, from the Sammy? first match that he had with Sami Zayn, like it was that's that's Perfect. the excitement. Yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to see from yeah. WWE, but I knew they would fuck it up. 
I literally, bro, Never when failed. I I was watching that takeover at work, and it was like one of the last things I was going to be on before my shift was over. And when that Shinsuke Nakamura dropped on that black screen, and like I was like, I felt like there was no. You light. just saw the shadow of him coming out. I felt like there was oh, no man. light in the room that I was sitting in, like just because I was just so enveloped in that moment. Yeah, it was just like it was that big. And I hadn't, you know, I hadn't watched a lot of him in, uh, in New Japan. Like I knew of him, but like when they announced him, and they was like, "Oh shit, we about to get Shinsuke Nakamura," and then like they had built that. Sh- they did such a great job, which NXT does. Like <laughs> if you look at their it's roster right now, them. bro, it's like. Ugh. The, you know, it's, the it's death knell right for NXT is being called up to the main roster. That yeah. is the death knell. Yes. When it happened to Bobby Roode, it killed it killed right. all his momentum. Right. When it happened, I felt like Finn Balor thrived in, and in NXT, and I was again. glad. Yeah, and I was glad to see him go back. But like, for real. because NXT is a third, brand, a third brand, though. Yeah. Big Cass and Enzo, like it worked down there. Like just yeah. the it NXT works, and it's the fact that Vince does not have his old decrepit hands on it. Mm-hmm. It really sure. is. Yeah, man. Shout out to in uh to NXT and New Japan pro wrestling version of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. And I feel like when they call Adam Cole up to the main roster, it'll be another fuck up. Let let's let's not even put that into the air, man. That's it's already it's, sus- coming. it's already it's in motion. They it's turned coming. him heel. They're breaking again. up undisputed yeah. air. It's coming. He'll be on SmackDown in six months. Uh, uh, well, SmackDown is the better show, though. So it's a lot of wasted talent on SmackDown. Cesaro should be heavyweight champion. Cesaro's he should have won Royal anywhere. Rumble Multiple. anywhere. Anywhere. Oh my God! Listen, and you know, I've I've been. By the time people hear this, the Royal Rumble will have been, you know, long gone. Elimination Chamber will be long gone, too. We don't need Edge to compete for a world title. No, we do not. Thank you so it's, much. It's okay if you want to put them. I don't know. We got to have an exit strategy on uh, on on Edge, okay? Because death or I, injury. I feel like the last two years now. We've been putting way too much stock into Edge, bro. Like this nigga had a whole ass WrestleMania match, like in you know COVID Mania. But like, I don't know. I guess the WWE puts too much emphasis on old stars when they have a bunch of young burgeoning talent. Can you imagine Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Can you imagine Hacksaw Jim Duggan getting this much run during the Attitude Era? Like, no, like, no. Come on, not how it works. Fuck. Stop it. Like, if Sting wants to come back and retire, like, on his own two feet, more power to you, bro. If Sting wants to become AEW champion, no. I don't want it. I don't don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. No. We don't need to. Like, how does it get the belt over? Like, this 50-year-old, well, and that's being generous. Yeah, 60-year-old. And and just beating the shit out of these spry young world class athletes, and then he fucking when he finally does lose, he just go, gallops into the the distance. Like I like this thing as just like the enforcer role, like he just comes out to make sure shit doesn't go too far, and that's it. I I like him as the Darby Allen's uncle shit too. Um, 
I do want him to, I don't know, it would be a cool, like, retirement match or whatever if that's, you know, they want to put their eggs in that Darby, that, that Darby basket. Um, AEW got a lot of young talent, got a, a lot of young fire talent. I um, love MJF. I love Pentagon. Yeah. Oh, Pentagon's uh, my dude. Um, what's my guy? Um, Sparks, Starks, he was in NWA. Uh, Ricky's. Young, you know, young Latin dude or whatever that they bought the. I'm very sure his name is Ricky Starks. Ricky Sparks. I know you. I know you're speaking. Yeah, I just can't think you, of his you name. You just see his face, because then once you see his face, you can be like, "Oh yeah, Merrill cousin or whatever." Like, make a little like right. Merrill cousin or some shit. I don't know if that's racist, but I mean, you tell me. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, nothing is racist when you're black. Nothing's racist when you're black. Nothing. It is Ricky Starks, by the way. Thank you. All you're right. welcome. I'm glad I'm not crazy. You are um, not crazy. You're just. World class heel, sir. Yeah, I am. Fuck that guy's name. That guy. Fuck them kids. Hey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went too far again. Back in your lane. Once, uh, once, <laughs> once you're a parent, you can say it. I just want to be. Mean it. Hey, for I real. I want to be bad. <laughs> hey, for real, dog. We'll do a double cross episode one day. Oh, cool. I promise. You'll, we'll, we'll do the, uh, you'll, you'll be bread. I'll be stone cold. We'll do that. I'll take it. Yeah. That bread. That's my yes. favorite Brett, dog. Yes. <laughs> WrestleMania 13 is one of my favorite matches. You ever have somebody, like, I had, like, niggas on my block were such marks against what I liked because it was like, oh, I'm sick of Brett winning. Like, niggas was like, I was into the Stone Cold wave, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was mm-hmm. one of the first niggas down there at Joe Louis Arena chanting 316 when this nigga was fighting uh, Savio Vega in the strap match. Like, I was chanting 316. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about because I hadn't seen King of the Ring yet. But I was like, fuck it. You know, we're doing that. This must be a thing. Um, this, this is the Brett thing, does not get it. Brett does not get enough credit for being... People shit on Brett because of the character. Yeah. But Brett does not get enough credit for being the incredible wrestler. He would always find a way to win. He didn't need the sharpshooter to win. No. If there was an opportunity for a small so package, yeah, the, he was going to take that, it. That King of the Ring run where they like intentionally were like, don't use the sharpshooter. And this nigga had to find different ways to win. Like, that was dope. I was just telling Cheyenne last week about SummerSlam 92 where this nigga debut boy was high on crack. <laughs> One of our okay. favorite stories here on WrestleCast. This is it, dog. If you need something. High on crack? This I nigga Davey crack. boy had been doing crack with Night Hart the entire night before. They yep. completely forgot the choreography for the match. Yep. And so that's why you see oh, Brett talking in his ear so much. Because this nigga was high as a giraffe's ass. Sit up here. I've never heard this Most story. important match of his life, this nigga was high on crack. <laughs> it's in this book here. True story, Dave. But it also, sounds better than the Jeff Hardy incident. But also. Oh, it's way better than the Jeff Hardy but incident. But the nigga Davy this... Boy still worked. Yeah, <laughs> Davy Boy like, had the match of his career. High on crack. High on crack. High. Best match in front of all of his countrymen. Hey, listen, Wembley fucking stadium. Wembley. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't work at this job anymore, so I can probably tell the story. I used to work at a pharmacy, and we would have to, uh, you know, we dole out medicine, but like people would also schedule like appointments for like, you know, surgeries and shit. And I remember. I was a supervisor and I got an escalated call from a patient 
And they was like, we couldn't schedule a surgery. And he was just going off. And I'm looking at his medical records, and we can't schedule a surgery because what what does he have in his system? Crack right. fucking cocaine. So he is he is tearing me a new asshole. <laughs> and I just stopped him. I said, sir, we can't schedule. I just, I, I'm trying to be a professional and tap dance around. <laughs> I said, sir, we can't schedule it. Because you have crack cocaine in your system, he said. He said. He said it ain't shit, but a little bit of crack can make me feel better than I ever felt in my life. I said, well, once you get the crack out your system, then we can schedule you. Then we can schedule you, your fucking surgery. And he told me crack makes him feel better than he's ever felt. And, and that's why people are cracking. They're chasing that feeling for that the rest of their life. So great. So imagine feeling that way while. You're in the middle of goddamn Wembley Stadium, wrestling Bret Hart and going over in the heat with, <laughs> with the yo-yo heat. braids in your hair. With yo-yo braids yo-yo in your hair, braids. shit was slagging. The, the nicest beads. braids, beautiful, beautiful braids. <laughs> right, he he had had roll, that nigga had braids. It's like, dog, what the fuck? When Come is on, the man. last time an IC Championship match has ever headlined a pay per view? That might have been it. It's been a long time. Yeah, if if ever. Um, shit, it's nineteen ninety two, man. Like, that's it. This nigga won an IC title in the same year that the the fucking ninety two Dream Team came about. High on crack. Come High on, on dog. That's, that's the so true. Can, right can, can you name this episode High on Crack, man? Because that <laughs> this nigga was high. I'm half tempted. As as Dame was saying, this nigga was high as a light deal. <laughs> Wrestling Bret Hart on crack. Come on, what a, what a story. Hell what a God. hero. What a champion, Davey Boy. <laughs> what a champion. <laughs> right? What a champion. <laughs> what a fucking champ, dog. That nigga said, most important day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and you talk about this nigga Neidhart. He have shit to do the next day, dog. Like, Come on, Jim. Uh, is Jim like... even on the card? No. <laughs> Jim wasn't nowhere to be no. seen. That nigga was trying to sabotage him. He was just traveling to kick it. He was just traveling to kick it. Jim was catering, nigga, and was like, yo. Jim was probably. <laughs> he, he was fighting his high in the back, just sweating mm. and eating eating fried chicken while Davey <laughs> Boy was out there getting worked. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, getting the crack beat hey. out of system. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sweat that shit out. That nigga, Dave, that nigga, that nigga Jim say, Hey, Davey, what you up to, dog? None. <laughs> Chilla just getting ready for the biggest thing in my career ever. Shit, man. We... Hey, you want to do some crack? <laughs> yeah, I was going to some crack. There's a whole lot of crack in there, too, man. <laughs> like, we'd be up all night smoking this shit if you want to. Shit. Guess I'm gonna take the edge off with some crap. Who says no? <laughs> no, Who not takes Davey the edge off? Who takes the edge off with the Davey Boysman? <laughs> I can oh. hear him in his British accent. <laughs> Fucked up. Fucked up. Right. God damn it, Jim. Right. Oh, no. I would I would bet all the money in my 401k that in some point in that evening he blacked out. Hell yeah. I would bet every Brett, dime of my phone. He probably blacked out after the damn match. Brett, I forgot all the moves. I don't know! <laughs> um, <I> is, <laughs> he definitely said that yeah. shit. Did it again. Hey, man, what the fuck? Did it again. Why was you up doing crack all night? I don't know! 
Nigga get mad at you for asking a question that makes sense. Oh. Yo, he's like me. He was watching the match. Oh, oh. B baby boy, say get the crack beat out of the Oh, oh, we passed a drug test. He brought some bread on Sunday. <laughs> drug test? Please. No drug testing going on in 92. I niggas were not testing for shit. I know. <laughs> it was like, they weren't testing after Vince went to trial. Hey, man, y'all. <laughs> hey, man, don't wear no rubs. Like, what? <laughs> you think I did doing anything? Oh, and then just <laughs> Oh, right. I don't know. I never knew that story that he was high off a crack. Dog, that look it... that shit up, man. It's a bunch of people saying that shit too. Like yeah. Brent said it in his book, but it was like other people who was there. It was like, yeah, Davy was uh, Davy was I off his ass. Honest wrestlers, <laughs> I love how honest wrestlers are, man. I just yeah. right, it. fuck, man. A bunch of us was high <laughs> off, co- off crack back then, man. Yeah, no, Brett's the only one who didn't want to do it that night. He didn't know what his problem was. <laughs> you niggas know who was 100% invented while this nigga was on a bender, dog. <laughs> I feel like Wu was coke-inspired. Yeah, that, that, that's him coming up from the table after yep. doing four lines. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nigga, don't nobody respond to nothing like that, dog. It's like, yeah, dog, Sweaty hey. and nose. Rick Flair came up thing. from a table after doing four lines, sweaty as shit, nose bleeding. <laughs> Mullet flapping. Dropping elbows on his suit and shit. <laughs> like, that's where he made all that shit from. I think whole swag was found in a coke house. Where am I? <laughs> My whole kissing the girls and making them cry. Like, all right, yeah. <laughs> like nigga, she's she's depressed and high, nigga. Like, oh, that's great. That's great. With Ric Flair, nigga. Like, oh my god. Oh hell no. <sighs> oh shit. Oh man, my nine-year-old saw Tori Wilson in the Women's Royal Rumble and asked if that was Char- Charlotte's mom. It's like, god <laughs> damn, like. <laughs> What, what, what did you what did you think about the Royal Rumble in in, in, in total? Um, <gasps> whole event. I I enjoyed most of it. I mean, the men's Rumble. I was you know at the end. I'm like, what what are we doing? But women's Rumble was. I still like. I haven't disliked a women's Rumble yet. No. Um, they've actually had some fucking story and stuff that happened and yeah like just the overall story of like bianca's first royal rumble to this one i thought all that shit was dope um and i'm sitting there watching, bianca, watching it with my bianca's baby a man. fucking like, star she's yeah. a fucking star yeah and if they don't fuck it up she can be champion or or have a run for for the next for the next decade or so it's, she's it's a, a fucking like, star it's a lot like Sasha. Like they really tried to deny Sasha all that time. It's like, no, nigga, she's still over like Rover. People want to see her whenever she goes anywhere, whether she's got the belt or not. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? When she's not there, people are like, Where's Sasha? You know what I'm saying? Like when that That's whole good thing, shit. We need Sasha back. We need Sasha. What, like, what, what the fuck is y'all doing? Are we waiting on Sasha I, to come back and win the title? What the fuck's going on? What I don't want to see them fuck it up is like when they called Bailey up in NXT. She had a good thing going down. In NXT, and they fucked it up years. when they called her up. 
took her I, years to recover. I do. Yeah, I did like the heel turn. Um, uh, even though she was winning titles, it's just I don't know, man. Like the thing, like how she was like meant to connect with fans was like it was like too whole, much. That was, whole I'm a hugger thing down in NXT it just worked, man. It worked there because it's like big stage. Yeah, because like NXT crowds like want you to be dope so bad. Like they do to feel do. like they got that that speak easy kind of feel of like pro wrestling Good way of putting it. and and like you know to feel like this is what whoever is here belongs to us so yes we do want you to be a hugger or if you betray us we're going to give you that reaction that you want like if you're supposed to be a heel we'll boo you if you're supposed to be a face we'll cheer for you like you know i didn't know they was gonna be like booing dakota kai this time last year or the year before like like Damn, dog! Like, how do you not like this kid? And it's like, right. because you're not supposed to. So, I, I, uh, I just enjoy the relationship that NXT fans and anybody but WWE fans really like. They're still cool, like depending on what city you're in. But overall, dog, like niggas be watching like Nakamura versus Cesaro on a fucking Friday and be like. Like, excuse me, nigga. Like, do you see the talent in this right. ring? And they just so used to it. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right, because th- that talent is not used properly. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are main event talents that are used as filler. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything else to do. Put the put them uh, up against War Machine and uh, yeah, <laughs> War Machine. Damn, if only. I wish there were, I was going to say something oh. about War Machine when talking about tag machines, but talking tag machines, tag teams. I really like War Machine. I don't, I'm not big on Viking Raiders. I like I, um, one of, one of the teachers I used to work with, uh, at the, uh, well, at one of the, you know, institutions in which I work, um, was Warbeard's cousin. Oh, no, she was Warbeard's sister in law. Nice. So he's like showing up to their shit and like, uh, Again, we talk about the Bam Bam Bigelow tracksuit. So, uh, this nigga's showing up in like it was just so weird to see War Bishop cleaning like, khakis and a polo. Yeah, a polo, literally like a, a you know what I'm saying a teal polo, dressed like a human being. Doing? Like right, like be tearing me apart. Right now. come in here with a fucking helmet on, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And your shirt off, shirt, <laughs> nigga. What what the, polo shirt? <laughs> and high <laughs> off cocaine. High off cocaine. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> that nigga said, man, shit, I got shit to do tomorrow, but I guess I can smoke the fuck with you, man. <laughs> All right, real quick, real quick. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> shit, after this, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Them niggas was back and forth. <laughs> All night, nigga. <laughs> All night long. <laughs> well, speaking of back and forth, man, oh, let's uh, let's take it to the trademark finisher. The sharpshooter, he's got it. He's got it. No. Hey, so um, all right, we're gonna do a little three man weave here. Uh, we're gonna do back and forth. You got the timer? I got the timer. All right, give us one minute. One minute on the clock. To name as many U.S. champions, and this is everywhere that's had a U.S. champion, that never won the promotion's big belt or any promotion's big belt. 
Ooh. All right. Difficult. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a tough so, one. I know, but I, I have faith in us. We're going to okay. go one minute. I'll start us off. I'm waiting for no. you to tell me to go. Uh, Tully Blanchard. My dude, Tully Blanchard. Um, Matt Hardy? Yeah, yeah. ECW don't count. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I want to go Rick Rude. Nope, he won the international. Big goal. Um, all right, I'll take us out here. Uh, uh, um, Arn Anderson. Oh, um, Xbox. I think so. We'll, we'll, yeah. Fuck it, we'll count it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, we'll count it. Uh. Did Billy Gunn hold it? The U.S. I'm not sure. I know he had the IC. But he never he, he never he never touched the big old. No, hell no. Um, fuck. I have Scott one. Hall. I feel like he Razor did. Ramon. I feel like it's Scott Hall. Don't worry about it. Tom. Damn it. I made that one tough as shit. Yeah, you did. Because I was funny. thinking. Right. Yeah, man. That 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 was a bender. Fuck Steve. Uh, Aaron Stevens. That's what I meant to say. Or fucking, or, or as you plebeians will know him, uh, Damian Sandow. Fucking. Damian. Uh, did you see what he did with that belt? So this nigga. <laughs> so one of my favorite trash gimmicks ever. The question mark in NWA. For those of you who don't know, the question mark is just a dude who comes out with a, a black mask with a question mark on it. It's like the most generic fucking gimmick ever. It's like you would see it on Married with Children. It was so fucking generic. Um, and he just comes out and he's like, the question mark. And like, for whatever reason, that NWA crowd, that studio audience took to him like fucking sand like water to sand like they <laughs> loved the fact that this nigga had the balls to come out and say that his gimmick was the question mark that to the point where this nigga had like a three minute match in minute one they were chanting question mark and so the nigga Damn. was just the most over performer in the nwa on the thunder studio and well it wasn't thunder it was power studio um and if you go back and watch it, so the nigga was supposed to be from a place called Mongrovia, where they did karate, and he was a master of Mongrovian karate. <laughs> and so this nigga, Damian Sandow or Aaron Stevens, starts coming out to the ring with him, talking about he's training me in Mongrovian karate. I will be a three, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, a, a third, third degree, degree black belt in Mongrovian karate. And then the dude cuts him off, question mark, he's like, Karate, and like that's the only thing he says. And every time this nigga cuts him off and says karate, look, the crowd would just be like karate. It was insane how over the question mark was. So Sandow wins. Well, he gets his third degree black belt. He has the three stripes on it. He said it, it took him like two weeks to get it. And so he's like, but the end of the belt was long than a motherfucker. So like, it was just obnoxious. Some obnoxious shit. So then this nigga wins the U.S. title, and he puts three strips of yellow tape on the hand on that shit, saying he was oh, a third degree U.S. champion. 
Sandow's hey, man. When wrestlers get over, it's like it's like catching lightning in a bottle. You just gotta run with. It. There's no yeah. way. You just gotta run. You like have no idea yeah. how shit's gonna go over. But when it, when it catches, you know, one thing that caught on with me, or that that I love, and I just felt like they didn't do enough with it, was fucking Rusev Day. Oh, and they just dropped the ball on Rusev Day. There's like, let's make a let's make a calendar, and uh, every day will say Rusev Day. That's clever, and it is love it. But like, we wanted to love, like we loved it. We wanted. We wanted to do it. We wanted to do the thing. So yeah, and they uh, took that away from us. And then they could have had a whole new day versus Rusev Day thing. And that's I mean, come on, dog. yeah, but whatever. whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah. leave it to Vince to fuck it up. No, you guys yeah. leave Vince alone, man. Oh God, that's right, nigger. I'm a brother. It's me, man. The Hulkster is here, man. I'm here. With Nick Dame gone wild. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> I can't help it, brother. <laughs> ah, thank you. Oh my God, they gave me a button on here, man. Um. So um. Yeah. Oh, so, anyway, brother. Terry, Terry, how how are you tonight? How are you? Tonight? <gasps> <laughs> Hi, okay. I'm that brother. I, I got a couple bucks in my pocket, man. And so, you know, I had to holler at my man, Angel. Okay. Because I only allow brown folks in my place when they're putting something in my face. Nope. Wait. Nope. <gasps> Sorry, man. I'm high as the power of Hulkamania, brother. <laughs> so, Hulk, were you, were you um, also doing coke for, or crack before SummerSlam 1992? 92. Oh, what was I doing in 92, brother? Uh, <laughs> no, well, it was it was me and the Warrior. Oh, God. That's Wait, it was me and the Warrior versus Slaughter, Sheik. Oh, <gasps> oh yeah, Sheiky was there. <gasps> Actually, <laughs> Sheik was there. Baba. <laughs> and then he punched me in the face, man. That guy really doesn't fucking like me brother and i guess it's because i called out so damn hussein and, and that one thing i was talking about and i uh i might have called Ming a coconut or something brother I'm sorry. hey uh Bain, are you coconut. okay over there what's that brother near bane okay is bane okay he's good brother um oh, okay oh, okay uh all right i'm gonna go mop his floor now man so i can see keep living in his garage uh, you're living in his garage now um, Mind your business, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks, Hope. You're, you're doing a great job around here. You hired Hulk Hogan. Um, what a heel. What a heel. What <laughs> well, Dame, where can the folks find you that you want them to find you? Uh, look, man, you can find me on Instagram as Dame Gone Wild. Uh, on Twitter, it's the same thing, Dame Gone Wild. Just drop the eye. Uh, and then, yo, uh, wherever you can listen to podcasts at Shop Talk Podcast, shoptalkpod.com. We are like two almost 250 episodes in deep. We don't miss a week. 
And uh, we don't miss a beat, man. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Hey, and if you so, look man, at the record, we, yeah. Yeah. If you're in the metro Detroit area, hit us up. You know, anytime you come home, man, you know, you always got a, got a place to record. Hyphen, yeah. man, you ever make the trip up here to Detroit, we'd love to have you chop it up at Shop Talk Studios. And man, hey, this was, I had a blast, man. I learned something I never knew. God, look and, that uh, shit up, bro. <laughs> look that up. And then, of course, uh, for any of y'all who haven't seen the Lex Luger uh, CZW interview. I'm one of the biggest legends of stars ever in this. God! That was the greatest promo a nigga has ever cut. Um, please look that up. Lex Luger CZW. The soundboard promo. is so crucial. And, nigga was and listen, man. I don't know! <laughs> I love I love wrestling, you know, Bane, Eric, you like a you like a, a distant like a cousin to me, bro. We grew up together. Aww. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And I, I love to I, I love the invite, man. Whenever y'all wanna have me back, just oh. let me know, man. I love Absolutely. to do it again. For sure, man, for sure. Cause, uh, you shall return. Get to, yeah, definitely. We got open door policy over here. I can't uh, I can't wait to come back, man. Always open like Fuller House, unfortunately. Even for Hulk Hogan. Hey, man, chill, bro. <laughs> so um, <laughs> instead of me trying to cut you off, Handsome Bane, I'm going to tag you in for where the people can find you on social media. You know what? Uh, I think for this week and for the rest of the weeks ever, uh, we should have my little ladies do it. There you go. I try to be nice, and you still find a way to slap me in my face. Actually, open-handed, smack me across my ears so that I, I pass out. So, thank you. Amen. Thank Amen. you for doing such a wonderful job at that. Um, <laughs> Unless you want that nigga, President Barack Obama. <laughs> Oh, to no. come back up in this bitch. Oh no! And uh, tell you niggas my PSA: Do not up. ever in your motherfucking life. And I know Valentine's Day just passed. Not only do y'all niggas have better not use no rubs, y'all better not have pulled out. Uh, it's the luck of the draw. You know what I'm saying? This might get pregnant. She might not. But uh, you know, that ain't none of your business. No, I'm not I'm telling y'all niggas to be deadbeat daddies. This ain't the 80s, nigga. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, man, if you're going... Well, don't wear no rubs for one. And two... Uh, <laughs> it's terrible advice. It's master... Terrible no, no, I'm finna... I'm, the other shoe about to drop. You gotta master the fadeaway. You gonna shoot that bitch, uh, but you gotta back out. Uh... <laughs> Uh, if you notice, uh, Michael Jordan sorry, didn't dunk as much as he did yeah. later in his career. Now, that's because he had mastered the fadeaway. You, you ain't look, nigga. It's still two points. If they can't stop it <laughs> from over the shoulders, uh, then they definitely can't stop it if you dunk it. So you don't need to fucking dunk if you can just turn over both shoulders and fade away that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, as a father of five, all I know how to do is slam dunk. Oh, nigga. Well, I Dave's mean, fuck a it. Type, nigga. That, well, that's what I'm saying. You, hey, but you, you living with the consequences, you know, and that's that's hey. what that is, you know. That's all that matters, nigga. If you're willing to to deal with what happened after the step eight, nigga, fuck it, take ten. 
You know what I'm saying? That's right. I said A and Tim. I mixed alphanumeric shit. I can do that. That's normally actually A Tim was the button that I pressed when the nigga Gaddafi came up missing. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole switchboard, nigga. It's like Battleship. We got nigga when you I'm putting y'all like on my battleship. That's battleship, like battleship, bro. My whole switchboard, nigga, when I was president. Well, I mean, I still got the keys to that bitch. You hey, go in there and you, you press a button and you used to have an enemy. How do you feel about Bulldog staying up all night long? doing That crack nigga was food? on crack all night. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? It's the most important match of your life. And well, I mean, listen, man, if any one of us, I mean, just imagine you're going in for an interview now. Let's say That's you work. Your, let's this say is a life lesson subway. before anything important. You should do crack. I would say no, but I mean, if you can do crack and then do the most important job you've ever done in your life, that shit's probably lit. Like, nigga, I was high as a light bill uh, when I did the most important shit, made the most money I ever made in my life. Nigga, I mean, fuck it, man. Hey, listen, if you got access to crack right before the most important moment of your life. I don't know. Some of y'all, so, for some of y'all, so your wedding and, and shout out to y'all or, you know, a lot of you niggas say it is. It's not, you know, it's fine. It could be that time you scored 20 in a high school basketball game. Or Imagine doing that shit on crack. So. <laughs> At 17? At 17? Got it. Got it. Well, I'll say, Got it. just, just wait to do crack. Like, I don't it's think I'm at crack age. I'm not at crack age yet. When I'm 75, fuck it. What else do I got to live for? <laughs> There's a crack age? Who gives a shit? Nigga, you don't... At 75, the most important moment of your life probably hasn't... It's already... It's long gone. Uh, listen, if Joe wasn't about to do this job, uh, I would tell him... You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's already started. Uh, who can say? Uh, at that age, you are using the soundboard to its full potential, bro. <laughs> at this age, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> at that age, nigga, seventy-eight. Uh, you're on borrowed time. So you know, who was styling out there it. like a champion here? Yeah. Imagine getting sworn in, high on crack. I didn't even get to do that. And I won twice. Then I'll drop the mic and do some cheesy shit. I'm out of here. All, all right, y'all niggas. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? Hogan and Barry in one night. You can find Behyphen at Behyphen on Twitter and The Behyphen on Instagram. Follow Handsome Bane on Twitter and Instagram at ILA underscore POW. The Rassel Cast Power Hour is a hyphen podcast group production. Smell your latest sweaty marks. This is, this is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?